welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. If you are brand new, we appreciate your time as always. So we will get right after it. Try to make sure that we put your time to good use. Uh, we, we know you've got other options. So the fact that you're with us is fantastic. Uh, today's episode, we're doing uh, our third our third uh, opportunity here for questions for Jeremiah. And I'm going to read this one directly, obviously leaving out names, uh, but I'm going to read it directly because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, they said, you say you don't dodge hard questions or hard things, which is true. I do say those things. I'd love to hear you address what's going on with Joe Biden. Can he make it another term. Okay. So what do you mean? This person really wants me to speculate and I'm, you know, I'll, uh, I'll go into where my mind goes as a counselor, as somebody who does this for a profession. Number one, I don't have enough details on Joe Biden and his, his particular issues to say I could adequately uh, diagnose or treat the symptoms that we seem to be seeing from out here in, you know, through the lens of, you know, the videography of, of, that other people are catching. What I know is, you know, this is probably something in reference to things like his fumbles and misses when it comes to reading teleprompters. Uh, you know, the way that this one sounded, I'd actually probably lean to it. This is probably a Democrat who's trying to decide if they can stick with Joe Biden another term. I don't know that. They didn't specify that. Uh, but it kind of phrases in a way like that. And so, great. Uh, I love the, uh, the, the challenge of, of trying to say, for me as a clinician, what kinds of things that I'd be looking at. Well, first, I'm going to look at what are the symptoms. All right. I'm going to I'm going to look at, OK, is he falling down a lot? Is he you know, can he identify the date? Is he sleeping during the day? I'll explain to you why I'm asking these questions, these particular questions uh, in just a few minutes. But that's definitely one of the punchlines. Uh, another I'm going to I'm going to talk about is some family history, some background. These are things that I would want to to vet out first. And then I'm going to ask the the basic question. Right. Which is. Are there biomarkers? Are there things that are easily identifiable that say, yes, he's on this decline or not? And I'm going to get to those too. All right. So I'll tell you what things I would look at, but let me get to the punchline. That way you have, you know, you know where I'm going. When I do all of this stuff and I look at the stuff that I'm about to go over with you, the answer from my perspective is I'm very concerned for the guy. I'm very concerned because of what we see. Now, the hard part here is, do I really know the frequency of these things? No, I don't. Why? Because some want you to believe it's more often than it is, and some want you to believe it's less often than it is. So they're all skewing this crap. So the truth be told, I don't know if I have enough data to make an accurate assessment, but from what I have seen and what I'm about to go over, I think there's 
really big reason to be concerned from a professional clinical experience kind of perspective. Again, I'm speculating, but it's important that you know. More importantly, let's get onto what you should look at. I mean, if you're trying to make this decision around here at Healthy Perspectives, what we do is not tell you what to think. We try to help you think better. Know how to think, what kinds of questions to ask, and you're going to be better off because of it. You're going to make a more informed decision. You're going to know who to ask questions of, what questions to ask, and who to believe which is a big thing. We want to know those things. All right. So let's start with the most basic thing. Uh, I, I actually went to the, <laughs> I went to the research in this particular question because uh, I, I want to make sure that I don't you know, mislead your thinking process in any way. First, I want to start with uh, this, this article I, I found on what they call essential tremors. And then they actually are, they, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that some of them were doctoral students or something like that, or they were doing it for research purposes. And they were talking about essential tremors plus. Uh, what the heck that means? I don't know. I've never heard that. I've heard of essential tremors, but never essential tremors plus. Uh, but they made a case. They made a case for what we should look for. I'm going to tell you the takeaways. Uh, th th this particular article uh, came out in March of 2022. Uh, here, let me give you a little bit of background. It's called Essential Tremor and Cognitive Impairment. Impairment. Who, how, and why? All right. So there's this Sandy Cartella, Alessandro uh, Bambachi. Uh, there's a whole bunch of folks. And so rather than just bore you with all that, let's just get into the gist of what, what is the takeaway, okay? The takeaway, all right? Here's the takeaway for you. After reading this article and some others and really trying to just narrow it down, what we should be looking for if we're looking at, you know, dementia or tremors, we're looking for those biomarkers, essentially. They identified these ones, all right? Falls in balance, daytime sleepiness, REM behavior disorders, and family history. Those are the major biomarkers. And they identified that there's not very many. You know, they were only talking about these four, essentially in that whole article, because it's, it's, there's, there's just not a lot of research on potential biomarkers there. There could, we could develop some other biomarkers, some, you know, some, some of the brain stuff that we're doing in, uh, in the clinical world. I hope we get some biomarkers from that right now. We don't have them. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that I hope for down the road that we don't have, but let's go with falls and balance. How's uh, the good old president Joe Biden doing with falls and balance? I mean, according to what I'm saying, some of his falls and balance issues are, are increasing. And so that would be one of those biomarkers. Daytime sleepiness. You know, we just had this big ordeal about him wearing a sleep apnea thing. I actually don't give a crap about the sleep apnea thing. From a clinical lens, it's like if you got sleep apnea or whatever, you do what you got to do to get restful sleep. We want restful sleep. But let me tell you what that does for me. There's two things that become a concern there for me. Number one, sleep apnea means there might be issues in the REM behavior area. 
which we know is one of those biomarkers. In other words, uh, you know, the, the, in the REM sleep, maybe we're sleepwalking, we're sleep talking. Uh, you know, there's, there's potentially a lot of different factors that come in there. Uh, we, we have these little false seizures as we go into that REM sleep, right? They're not really seizures in the brain, but our body starts to twitch. Those would be issues with REM behavior. If we're seeing those, the sleep apnea uh, devices may help with some of that, but it also might be an indicator that we're dealing with, uh, you know, ET, uh, essential tremors. And dementia, you know, cognitive decline, stuff like that. Then family history. Now, I don't know President Biden's family history, but it would be a very basic question. We, we always look at family history in the mental health area. And so uh, that would be a question. If, if I were sitting with him, I'd, I'd be like, well, tell, talk to me about your family history of, of uh, cognitive decline. You know, just really simple. What is the family history there? Your, your dads, your moms, uh, your grandpa, your grandmas. Just, I'd go back, I would try to go back two generations if I could, uh, more if possible, but really two generations is usually going to be sufficient. And of course, it's all biological. So, you know, we got to have biological family members, not, uh, you know, non-biological. Now, the other thing we could look at is, uh, you know, brothers and sisters of mom and dad, brothers and sisters of grandpa and grandma, grandma. Um, so those are all options as well, because you'll start to see these patterns oftentimes. And so I'd be looking at that. Okay. So that's, that's the essential tremors article that I wanted to, to highlight. Uh, the, the second article, uh, this one, this one's super interesting to me because this is about the testing. All right. Uh, I am going to go into this one. It matter of fact, here, let me, I got to scroll back up to it. All right. So it's called signs and symptoms method in neuropsychology, a preliminary investigation of standardized clinical interview for assessment of cognitive decline in dementia. Okay. Uh, it, it's a big fancy title. It, the, you know, this particular article was written in 2021. So again, not very old. This would be considered recent in, in the terms of, uh, in terms of uh, testing measures and stuff like that. Uh, but I want to get right into what they are going to be asking. These are the kinds of questions that we would be asking in, in, in somebody we thought might have dementia. And if these questions aren't being asked of President Biden, they should be. Because it's important that the people around him, especially in a position of influence like he's in, to be aware of these particular questions and answers. So we start with basic questions, right? Basic question. Could you tell me about how you've been doing? Okay, that seems so basic. I know. I know you're going, uh, well, duh. Everybody should be able to answer that. Of course they should. But the question is, can he? That's a better question. Okay. How's your health? So what can you tell me about, you know, just basic questions. If he gets lost in those basic questions, we got a problem. Medical history that goes back to that family history, family tree stuff. We could expand on that orientation to a situation. Why did you come here today? What are you hoping for? right? Looking at past, present, future thought, 
you may find dementia affects past thought or present thought or future orientation more in some people than in others. So we want to take a look at that autobiographical data. You know, when were you born, right? Uh, familial orientation. Do you know who the woman is that brought you here or the man is who brought you here? Uh, if it was family, of course, right? If it was, you know, secret service, you know, look at my secret service. I don't know. I'm not in that kind of position, so I don't have those kinds of issues, right? But I typically say, you know, do you, can you tell me your wife's name? Do you remember her birthday? Just basic fundamental things, uh, you know, like, are you male? Are you female? And if you... Well, that, that's gotten more complicated in 2023. Um, how many brothers or sisters do you have? Just basic family orientation things, right? Then we're going to look at education and job. All right. We're going to ask things like, where did you go to school? Okay. So let's pause here for a second. How would Joe Biden do with all of these kinds of questions? I don't know. I'm not asking him, him these things. But I can tell you one thing that would complicate the assessment. The amount of times that he has lied in his past because they distort our memories. And so he may have what looks like dementia on one side, but really it's he just can't remember his truths and lies he has believed his lies. Now, I don't know if this would be a thing for all politicians, some politicians. I mean, it would be a really interesting research project. Do politicians have a greater frequency of memory issues in later years because of the lies they've told? I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. As a clinician, my mind thinks like this. Okay? So... You know, would it be would it be a fascinating project? I mean, if somebody wants to throw a bunch of money at me and tell me go, I'll put a I'll put a a project together and see if we can we could determine whether politicians in later years have more difficult time because of you know their their history in politics. It would be interesting to me. I don't know that that'll ever happen, but I hope somebody takes it up somewhere. Uh, okay, so back to uh, you know we're going to go to insight. Have you noticed any changes in your thinking, attention, or memory? That might not seem like a very big deal, but that really engages our prefrontal cortex. That allows us to say, has our narratives shifted? If our narratives have shifted and we recognize it, that's an important factor, right? Your awareness of the decline is a big deal. And I'll, I'll explain why, but you, you need, you need to know this particular point is a very big deal. All right. I'm going to get to that. That's my last point that I'm going to get to my third and last point that I'll get to at the end. All right. So hang in there. Insight, big deal. Put it in your little memory bank. All right. Mood. What about your mood? We're always going to look in their mood, spatial orientation. That's going to trigger into those, those falls, those balance issues, stuff like that. Temporal orientation. The usual question about the, in this area would be, uh, you know, time included time, spatial things. So it'd be like, here, let me, let me give you a good question. Is it, you know, what season are we in? Uh, I don't know. The sun's out today. I think summer, but it's the middle of the winter. That is an issue. 
Okay. Uh, it, it might be something like, uh, when you walk through a door, do you have to duck? When you're talking with somebody who's taller, if they're like, I don't know, I'm not sure. Right. Then you've got a spatial orientation issue. All right. So those are, those are key elements. I wanted you to have that because those will inform your questions and you should have questions. Right now, we're talking about the leader of the United States of America. This is the commander in chief. This is, this is somebody who can prevent or cause a world war. You ought to be asking these questions. Okay, now I told you there was one category where I said, yeah, this is key. You really got to pay attention here. All right. And that, that was around the insight, right? The ability to see our, ourselves accurately. Why is that a big deal? There is this other article I'm going to highlight here. Now, this one's a little bit older. Uh, it would probably not be considered current because it's more than five years old. Uh, but it does a very specific thing. And so it's not that old. And because it does a very specific thing, I want to highlight it. It's called, it's, the title of it is Dementia, Worry, and its relationship to dementia exposure, psychological factors, and subjective memory concerns. This is an insight article, all right? It was, like I said, written in 2016. But let me summarize this in English for you. You can go back and you can look these articles up. They're all accessible. I went through EBSCO. Um, you, you can go through your public library and probably access every single one of these articles, which is why I gave you the titles, right? You could probably, I mean, some of these maybe in 2016, you might be able to get that on Google. I don't know. But this particular article, it talks specifically about dementia worry. Cognitive decline, worry. Now, why is that a big deal? There's three factors I want to highlight for you. One, family history increases uh, the concern and therefore the symptomology. All right. They found a correlation between the fear or the worry, the concern, the anxiety, the, the, the possibility of dementia and symptomology of greater than one standard deviation from the norm, which means it's significant. Now, how significant? We don't know because this is a very niche category, but it's significant. Now, why is that a big deal? Because if you have family history, we should be asking about Dr. Joe Biden's uh, uh, family history because President Biden, if his parents had dementia, then he has dementia worry, most likely, at best, at least, at least a fraction, a sliver of it. And that means we are going to see a decline in terms of the symptomology, okay? Even if his mind is still relatively sound. That's a big deal. We want to know that. Okay, exposure to others who've had major dementia declines, cognitive declines. 
we, if we are exposed to them often, there comes a certain threshold at which uh, that, that probably, we probably get desensitized to it. But the transition from sound of mind into dementia, the transitions are tough for the client, for the patient. Once they have full dementia, honestly, there, we see a couple of different uh, present, well, lots of different presentations, but, but one of the things we often will see is this blissful, like, I'm not even here, but I'm here. They, they may see that you, if you come and visit, let's say, they may recognize you and get excited. And then two minutes later, you come around the corner and they recognize you and they get excited, right? Because certain things will fire correctly and certain things won't. We don't necessarily know why all this happens, but we do know it happens. So what we know is that some exposure to others can actually increase the fear or the anxiety around it. But let me point, to, point you to the thing that has me the most concerned. Our media. Our media playing this uh, worry up. There is no way the, unless, unless he is so shielded somehow, there is no way he doesn't know everybody's talking about this. Which means the media could be increasing the symptomology. So if you're in the media and you're supportive of Joe Biden, honestly, the best thing you could do, don't increase the worry. Don't increase the worry. If you are against Joe Biden and you want him out of the office, you know what the, the, the number one thing that they can do? Increase the media exposure because it will increase the worry and create more symptomology. Kind of interesting that it plays out that way, but unless he's insulated, big time insulated, he's going to be exposed to that. And that's a big deal. That's a big dang deal. All right. So I went over three things. Uh, the, obviously, this was speculative in, in its origin, but I went down, as I always do, a clinical view on this question. And remember the question, can he make it another term? was the original question. At the end, let me summarize with, I'm a little bit skeptical because of the signs and symptomology, but I don't know him. So these are questions that would be worthy of being asked by his inner circle, the people he trusts the most, because they're the ones who are going to set him up to succeed or fail. And if they choose to set him up and he's cognitively declining, well, our country's going to pay the price. That's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.